Welcome to Conversations from the Edge of Consciousness. I'm your host, Christine Madeira. For me, and possibly for you, the inner world of consciousness has always been much more real and way more fun than the so-called real material world. Growing up, I thought I was alone in this, but I'm not. There are a lot of us, and far too many have no one to talk to who shares this experience. I've been lucky to cultivate a community of friends who love to talk about the energies, ideas, and vibrations that are pushing the edges of our own consciousness, as well as our collective consciousness. In Conversations from the Edge, we share our conversations with you. Welcome to Conversations from the Edge. I am here today with Jana Romer, and it is our first conversation. With 20 years of study and 13 years of teaching, Jana synthesized her two great loves, astrology and yoga nidra, to create astro nidras, which is a lying down meditation where the body relaxes to a sleep state while maintaining full awareness. And this practice both, both quiets the mind and awakens you to the multitude of transitions that life has to offer. Now, if Jana could add a dimension to your existence, it would be that you long to listen so that you desire to hear every single cell of your body through multiple portals of perception in each and every moment. She believes that we're, in a, we're a species in a state of evolution, and I totally do as well. And she also believes that your body is an ear to the universe, a map to hidden reality, and a gateway to intuition. And that our freedom comes by releasing the imprints of our past from our tissues. And I'm so excited to have this conversation. So welcome, Janet. It's wonderful to have you here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation as well. Now, is there anything that you would like people to know about you that maybe I skipped or missed in your bio? I don't think I have much else to say because I think that we're all such mysterious creatures that I'm more interested to see what comes through our conversation. <laughs> okay, perfect. And, you know, if you are tuning in here, our conversation is going to be about astrology and what's coming up in 2021. I'm just going to start by asking you, what is it that's changing in astrology or what have you noticed in astrology from 2020 that shapes how we are moving forward in 2021? Well, I, I feel that 2020 was a redemption year for the validity of astrology, because what we saw through 2020 was, first of all, astrologers have been talking about 2020 for about a decade. Mm -hmm. And the extreme nature of what 2020 was, was not respected or believed even in January of 2020. But as we all know, and we watched the year unfold, every major event, whether it was the breaking of the pandemic, the days of the spread, the fires in California, the, the um, Black Lives Matter event, like every one of these events was, was noted, it was predicted through the astrology. So I heard even as I was listening to an astrologer that like the, the lockdowns, were basically, you know, as they happened, lined up exactly to what, what astrology had predicted. Yeah. And, you know, we're recording this on the 7th of January. So we just Mm -hmm. had the DC being stormed in that insanity. And Mm -hmm. that was even in the astrology. Like that was wow. (laughs) my girlfriend, who is a fellow astrologer, texted me in the morning and she said, hmm, interesting. The last degrees of Mars and Aries starting up a square with the fixed signs in Saturn. And look what's happening in DC. And she sent me a bunch of links. And we both 
you know, in horror and giggled at the accuracy of astrology yet again. And this is just the kickoff of what we can expect for the year. You know, a lot of people keep, you know, using the Gregorian calendar. Oh, 2021, it's going to be a new year. And in the this <laughs> astrological world, we kind of giggle. We're, we're wondering why we think that a date is going to change <laughs> so dramatically because in astrology, we are mid, we're in mid renewal. We're in, mm-hmm. we're in a, the midst of the breakdown and the deconstruction. And so to change, to expect a change based off the Gregorian calendar, which doesn't align with anything uh, rhythmically other yeah. than notes on paper mm-hmm. seems silly. <laughs> but one thing that is true about the 2021 astrology versus the 2020 is that we are going through more cycle changes. <laughs> oh my gosh, more, really? more, but always that's the thing. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Always. We're never not in a cycle change. It's just the, the extreme nature of 2020. We haven't seen anything like that, nor will we see anything like that again in our lifetime. Good. But now we're on, we're on a new phase of these cycles where it was a lot of endings and now we're in beginnings, mm-hmm. but even more so the theme of 2021 if i if i were to label a theme for it it would be disruption <laughs> more disruption more disruption oh my gosh mm-hmm. because we have what happened on the 6th in the evening it was after everything was already ignited is mm-hmm. mars which is the planet of passion of war of penetration it's um mars is a fiery planet and Um, It tends to indicate how we get what we want, you know, and it, it just spent six months in Aries and every planet has a home sign Mm -hmm. and Aries is Mars, one of Mars's home signs, which means that it's even stronger. And so if we look in the mythology, it's the Lord of war, it's the God of war and when it was in Aries, it, it is fire and inflammation and agitation and frustration and fighting and anger. And we look at the last six months of 2020, and that was really what was going on, you know? And yesterday, or on the 6th, it moved into Taurus, which is the opposite. So in Aries, it's really strong. In Taurus, it's not as strong. But mm-hmm. what Mars tends to do in Taurus is get very stubborn and determined. It slows things down (laughs) in Taurus. Yeah. It slows things down. Mm -hmm. But but what is so typically in a typical year, we would see things get slower, Mm -hmm. but this year we're actually not done with what we started with Mars in the last six months of 2020. And this um, it's called a square and in astrology squares we use a lot of dramatic language mm-hmm. although I think they're very fitting for this year yeah a, totally. a, a square is typically a crisis and in a first quarter square it's a crisis for a personal and in a mm-hmm. third sort of quarter square it's more of a collective or a spiritual crisis and so we're in this square w- between Mars and Saturn And it's the third of three because of retrogrades that we saw in August and September and now January. So we're just, we're kind of finishing up. We're we're working on finishing up unfinished business from 2020 right now. 
So as, from what you were saying, am I understanding that, so we're in the third square, which was more of the spiritual collective um, crisis or whatever, rather than the personal one. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, yes, but what, that's true. But what I actually said was the third in a row of one square and oh, that happened okay. because of retrogrades. So Mars went back and forth and mm-hmm. Saturn went back and forth with the retrograde through degrees. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. So they got, and that was one of the reasons why this last year was so intense is because of all these retrogrades <laughs> made for multiple squares or multiple conjunctions or multiple oppositions. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's Yeah. <laughs> So what does that mean as we're moving forward with this unfinished business? Like what is, what is the, the next parts of 2021 looking like astrologically? Okay. So I need to correct one thing is that Uh this square is a first quarter square, the third of the first quarter squares. And so it's personal, like this is Uh is personal. (laughs) And I think we all see that, (laughs) you know, we're, what it means. So there's a couple different things about Saturn mars squares one mm-hmm. is they're the one of the hardest squares in in all of the combinations it's um, one of the how hardest. long do they last then they're they're pretty quick okay but good. because we've had these three uh-huh. it, it goes exact on january 13th so we're in this little pocket of time with mm-hmm. a tremendous intensity okay. but more so what we have as a theme over 2021 is a square mm-hmm. between saturn and Uranus. And so this is the one that I want to break down because I think it's going to have the biggest impact. Okay. So Saturn as a planet is the Lord of karma and his tool is time. Mm-hmm. And so we don't get to control the timing of these things. Saturn does. It's called Kronos in the mythology. So Saturn and Uranus, they also are squaring up on the 12th. And okay. That's also a new moon in Capricorn and the Capricorn was a strong player in 2020. And so we have this, it's like a reactivation of Capricorn. Capricorn is all system structure, government and matters of authority. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and so because uh, Saturn has moved into Aquarius, which is more innovative. It's the outlier. It's the weirdo. I love Aquarius. Aquarius is one of my favorite signs and Mm -hmm. often Aquarius is misunderstood, but this, um, is happening. The square between Saturn and Taurus is happening in Aquarius or sorry, Saturn and Uranus is happening in Aquarius and Taurus, but it's happening at the same day as the Capricorn new moon. And so it's a reigniting of a lot of this political upheaval, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So if Saturn is karma and time, Uranus is awakening, upheaval, uh, spontaneity, uh, unpredictability. It's quick. It's, you know, it governs governs lightning and electricity Mm -hmm. and kundalini energy. Oh, wow. All right. That's an interesting combination. So when these are coming together, then like what kind of ways might this express itself in, in how we experience this both personally and, you know, kind of in in where we are collectively in these energies? 
Yeah, because the square between Saturn and Uranus is a third quarter square. So we have personally in our passion and Mm -hmm. what we can do personally to make a difference is one square. And the other square is how are we going to manage this collectively? And how are we going to move as a community or as a bigger humanity to uh, awaken? And so so with this, it's really, really disruptive energy. And um, on the inauguration day, which is the 20th, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have Mars and Uranus together. And so this tells me, even though we may be getting word that there there will be a peaceful transition of power, I don't believe it. (laughs) I can't. I can't (laughs) believe it from the astrology. The astrology says it's not going to be easy. Oh, well, we'll see, because this should come out a couple of days before that. So we can all hold on to our hats and, and see what happens. So we've got this non, this potentially tumultuous transition of from one presidency to another in the U.S. And, and of course, that affects many, many places around the world. But how does this, so as this is, is happening kind of in the collective, how are we able to bring our own personal work, personal transformation, personal lives into that? Or how are we going to understand what's happening to us personally within that as well? I think the biggest check-in that we can be doing personally is how are we living and embodying our integrity? I feel like there needs to be a renewal on the definition of integrity. Mm-hmm. Because I I see integrity kind of old school and present time. Old school is if you say you're going to do something, make sure you do it. And Mm -hmm. at all costs, make sure that you follow through on your promises. Yeah. Renewal on integrity to me says everything is changing so quickly right now that our biggest alignment, our most important alignment, our most valuable alignment is the alignment of the integrity of our heart. So Mm. if somebody makes a promise or says they're going to do something, but as we're going through this massive transformation that no one is immune from, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody is affected by this, that we need to be aligning with the integrity of our heart. And Mm -hmm. that means my purpose is what I need to be doing and activating. And your purpose is what you need to be doing and activating. And if I made you a promise that was based off my previous understanding of what my purpose was, but now I have a different understanding of that, it would be a dharmic or out of alignment with my higher purpose Mm -hmm. and yours to hold me to a previous promise. Does that make sense? It totally does. And I mean, we kind of had that conversation before this started in a different way. I mean, I also take that kind of idea to really be that my integrity is really always checking in with what's going on in my, in my energy centers, in things that are happening, because if I'm making plans or I'm setting, you know, putting something out there that I want to do, and yet the energy in that at that time is, no, this is just not aligned at this time. You need to go do something else or you need a nap or, you know, for some reason, this is not as aligned because something might be had changed that it's, it's that inner reflection and realization that this is not the time for that. 
rather than looking outward and saying, but I made this commitment and I need to honor this commitment. Like yeah. to me, that's kind of what that is. And, and also for me, integrity in this new sense is really about being fully connected with your moment by moment unfolding of, I don't like the word truth because it gets bantied around in ways I think are mm. unhelpful, but what is true for your larger sense in the moment and to begin to shift that focus from looking outward for signals about how to be in the world and to turn inward to those signals and to honor those above the outward signals, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. And okay. that is, to me, that is so aligned with the astrology because Uranus in Taurus is a really interesting one to watch because it has extremes in as far as our astrological interpretation. Mm -hmm. One that I've been really focusing on is, so Uranus governs technology with electricity running through it mm -hmm. and Taurus rules the five senses. Now, Uranus mm -hmm. will spend almost a decade in Taurus. It's a long transit. But when we have these activations like these squares, which there's one on January 12th, and then because of retrogrades, we get two more. Like, yes, <laughs> we get one on February 17th, and we get the third one not until December 23rd. So this is literally a theme of 2020. And what I see happening with these squares is collectively, we owe it to each other to help activate each other's intuitions and inner mm. senses. So if, if Taurus is governing our five senses and Uranus is governing technology with electricity running through it, we are technology. Our bodies mm -hmm. are, are, are electrical um, technology and mm -hmm. these inner senses are moving along our electrical circuitry. You know, it's our chemical electrical circuitry. Mm -hmm. And so we have this really beautiful opportunity where if like what you were saying, if you're feeling off and you do something anyway, the transmission between the two of us is going to be flavored with that offness. Mm -hmm. Yet if we honor and I'm more transparent in my needs and my inner world, and you're more transparent in your needs and your inner world, mm -hmm. we find a cleaner alignment, which sharpens our inner senses. You know, it, it allows yes. me to trust what I'm feeling with greater ferocity. And I, and I listened to one of your uh, other guests talking about the difference between feelings and emotion. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that, and maybe I, I hope I don't um, diminish what she was saying, but she was saying that a feeling is a sensation in the body that is transmitted through uh, the nervous system or electrochemical experience, mm -hmm. where an emotion is very similar in that there's this tangible experience of feeling, yet it's often more colored with thought or story yeah, or yeah. something from the past. Mm -hmm. And what we need to do is sharpen our ability to move more into feeling where our whole body becomes the, well, like I said, in what you said in my bio from the beginning, the ear to the universe. Mm -hmm. And so in any given moment, if I have a cleaner relationship with my felt sense of awareness through mm -hmm. conversation, through observation, through um, intuition, you know, then I will have a clear picture of reality in any given moment. Absolutely. And one thing that would be I'd like to add to that is I've been doing 
uh, more work around really being um, really focusing on what actually has benefit versus what just takes up time, space, energy, money, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, and realizing that there's a lot of stuff that we do because we say we're going to do, we're supposed to do, we think we need to do it. That when I test it out through a pendulum, through intuition or whatever is one unnecessary and two non-beneficial. So mm-hmm. there's no reason to do it. So when you begin to be open to the idea that a lot of the stuff that we just do because it's habitual that we do or that we keep appointments that are just habitual to have, that when we look at like what's really beneficial and we begin to step back from the supposed to's to tuning inward and seeing that, we have a lot more time. And when we do the things that are beneficial, things come together in a much more synergistic way. So we get more done with less effort. A hundred percent. You're clearing the noise. You know, I think it's interesting to just reflect on some of the trends or movements that have come in, you know, this idea of minimalism Mm -hmm. and people have really taken it from the perspective of stuff. But I think what you're saying is a form of minimalism as well. Not that I want to do the minimum that's necessary, but if I minimize my responsibilities or I minimize Mm -hmm. my expect my expectations on myself so that I'm only doing what's meant for me, Mm -hmm. then we're allowed to become more masterful in that, which we are doing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as a yogi, I study a lot of the, the ancient texts and whatnot. And one of my favorite teachings is on Dharma or purpose. And, you know, why did we come here? Mm -hmm. And the Dalai Lama, he shares that if we knew how hard we had to work to get here, we wouldn't waste a moment of this life because to have human incarnation, according to the Dalai Lama's teachings is one of the highest, most prestigious and, and um, difficult to get, you know, like they don't just let anybody in as a human is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. And you, you mash that up with the Dharma teachings. And now I'm talking Dharma, not from Buddhism, but from, yeah, like a yogic philosophy Mm -hmm. like purpose teachings that in the Bhagavad Gita, it says it's better to do your own work, your own purposeful work poorly mm-hmm. than the work of somebody else really well. Yes, and I've heard that. It's beautiful. And it's true. So, yeah, because it opens up so many possibilities for us to actually be living purposefully through joy. Mm-hmm. And through, I think, honoring what your own most beneficial rhythm is, because we have kind of this image that a full life means there's a lot going on, that yeah. you've got lots of appointments, you've got lots of engagements, you have lots of you know relationships, you have a lot of different things happening, and that we're always busy and scheduled and things. And for some people, you know, that's more of their natural flow. But for many people, myself included, I would fry my all my circuits if I was busy morning to evening. And it's taken years for me to really honor the fact that my flow is my own really unique process and unique flow. And that when I'm doing the things I'm meant to do in my flow, I get everything done. 
Yeah. It's just, I do it in a different way than somebody who, you know, has a very full calendar. Yeah. So I think there's that aspect as well of, of, you know, really beginning to tune in and pay attention to not just, you know, listening to the moment by moment, but listening to the larger flows of, of what is my best way to live in the world and be in the world. What's my best way to live and be in the world according to my own flow and energy requirements and that sort of thing, instead of to look outside of yourself and say, I need to fit myself into this particular style of life. Yeah, exactly. And so every time we see in the astrology, Uranus being activated this year, what Mm -hmm. we're going to, what we can experience on a personal level or may experience on a personal level, as well as a global level is kind of a shakedown. (laughs) You know, it's just like shaking you like, Hey, (laughs) Hey, you're out of alignment. Hey, focus this way. Hey, you know, it's like we're, we're getting a little shakedown and, uh, And so that would be, that would be a major theme um, of the year, but another really big theme of the year that goes right aligned with what we're talking about is that Saturn and Jupiter who together, they, I I call them the social planets, but they're also Mm -hmm. karmic. They're both, they're both karmic planets and Jupiter spends a year in each sign and Saturn Mm -hmm. spends two and a half years in each sign. Um, However, depending on timing and retrogrades, Jupiter will dip into another sign. And so we have Saturn and Jupiter coming together in Aquarius and Aquarius is the humanitarian, but Aquarius is also very, very psychic. Mm -hmm. Aquarius has a direct, like Aquarius doesn't need a church. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Aquarius has a direct line to source. It's, you know, the path to quantum understanding, quantum, uh, my husband and I use this term quantumplation. So contemplation <laughs> is where you go into a meditation or a trance-like state where you connect to the quantum field and you listen, you listen for directive mm. instead of trying to think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have this theme of contemplation and uh, deeper connection to source and uh, greater psychic connection to each other and um uh, futuristic innovation, you know, like a lot of innovation happening. Mm-hmm. And, but what Jupiter is doing this year from May until July is Jupiter is during its retrograde is, or sorry, it's going to go into Pisces. Mm-hmm. Pisces is the dreamer. Pisces oh, is just dreamer. And so starting like May 3rd, we're being asked to dream. <laughs> oh, good. So, and so we have this mixture of the shakedown, like, hey, mm-hmm. don't do the things that aren't meant for you. Only focus on the things that are meant for you, coupled with a deeper connection to humanity on a psychic level and this opportunity to connect into the quantum, which leaves room for incredible innovation. And this get this pocket of time from May, June, and, and July, where we are being asked to dream. We're being asked to sleep more. We are being mm-hmm. asked to dream. And some people would also say that this time of Jupiter in Pisces may be a time of really getting to know our chemical systems in a new way. And I'll elaborate on that just briefly. Mm-hmm. I think this is deserving of its own conversation when it comes to this time. Okay. But 
I think that collectively we are starting to understand the nature of the mind in a more refined way in that we have a pharmacy of chemicals inside of us all the time. Mm -hmm. And this pharmacy of chemicals that's inside of us that we can activate, we can create, we are creating constantly is vast. It is healing, it is transformative, and it is damaging all of it, you know, like all Mm -hmm. of the chemicals, whether it's, you know, oxytocin or dopamine or, or, um, adrenaline, cortisol. Exactly. So for people that don't know what those are, we went from like the love hormones to the stress hormones, (laughs) (laughs) just to simplify. And I think that we're getting better through practices like yoga nidra or Mm -hmm. theta healing or the subtle body awareness practices where we're getting to understand that we can self-dose and we can radically change the landscape of our chemistry through consciously choosing to feel certain emotions. And we're learning more so in the mystical sciences that we can bring ourselves to these chemicals such as DMT on our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's already a natural part of the body. Yeah. It is. We make it. We are the Mm -hmm. manufacturer of this on our own. And what I see happening during this Uh, Jupiter in Pisces time, which we're going to get a glimpse of this summer. And then 2022 we'll have more of is the ability to (laughs) self-dose on whatever it is that you're wanting. I'm excited to have that conversation as we move closer to to May and this happening. Because like you, you know, I've been looking at this for quite some time and experimenting with my own biochemistry. And it's, it's so true and fascinating how much we actually can influence our own bodies and minds when we're intentional and aware and mindful of what we're doing instead of just going into the habitual habitual self-dosing because i i say a lot that cortisol is is like the number one self-abuse drug and on the planet, because we dose ourselves with it all the time, Always. without realizing it. And we do it for energy, we do it for indignation, all kinds of stuff. And but we use this consistently in a way that's harming to our bodies and minds. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, every time we have a, like a peek into what Jupiter is doing, so that's what mm-hmm. happens in the summer, we see things like last year, we saw lockdown. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was one of the that was one of the indicators when sat when Jupiter went into Aquarius we saw some we saw lockdown and now we actually have Jupiter in Aquarius um so I'm expecting to see some more lockdown and then we'll yeah. get we'll get free again <laughs> I hope right. so sometime <laughs> yeah but what I think will happen this time is there'll be more shamanic ceremony or more external dosings Mm -hmm. so whether that's people experimenting and we're actually seeing this happening with you know psilocybin as a healing modality or Mm -hmm. different shamanic ceremonies whether it's ayahuasca or 5-meo dmt or whatever you know there's so many different ones out there yeah i think we'll see more more of like it's already getting more airtime you know with Mm -hmm. books like how to change your mind and all this stuff but I think we'll see more people going into like microdosing or understanding what it is and then once you draw the pathway this is you know one of Ram Dass's major teachings it's like sure you can take it externally and get in the room with God but what it's really about is learning how to do it internally so that you Mm -hmm. can stay in that room because if we're taking it externally it will be the experience is gone when the effect wears off. 
But if yeah, it's learn- taking a trip versus like living in the, the space. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I think that that will be something that will be really interesting to watch Yeah. Um, over 2021. And then another thing that is fascinating to me is that we have three Mercury retrogrades, which isn't abnormal. We usually have three or four Mercury retrogrades mm-hmm. every year, but this year they're all happening in air signs. Last year, they all happened in water signs, which means mm-hmm. way more emotions this year. They're happening in air signs. The first one starts on January 30th and it's in a Aquarius, which will give us an opportunity to become consciously more emotionally detached. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> consciously, because we're too, we're too wrapped up emotionally. And we're not seeing things yes. clearly. So yeah. I think it's going to help us to gain perspective. Good. Then in May 29th to June 22nd, it's in Gemini. So another air sign, it's going to mm-hmm. be more about community duality, like the polar opposites. You know, Gemini is all about polar opposites, the higher, the lower mind, the mm-hmm. light, the dark, the, the sorrow and the joy, you know, their grief and joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to help us see, see that, which will then help us rise because the setup of the first Mercury retrograde, giving us a bit of detachment allows us to see in the second Mercury retrograde, the continuity between polarities like we can't the only reason we grieve the way we grieve is because we love the way we love you know and they go Mm -hmm. hand in hand with each other and then the third and then the third one is starting September 26th to October mm, 12th and that one's in Libra and that brings us back into healing our relationships and so we and and all air signs have to do with social Mm-hmm. And have to do with the nature of the mind. And so like what I see potentially in 2021, the disruption is more so the disruption of these really, I mean, obviously everything can go always, but I'm going to go on the way that <laughs> I'm going to focus on this. Okay. <laughs> this could get really messy as well. And it will for some people, but I see the potential of 21 to be the disruption of the harmful and damaging ways that we uh, live in our minds Mm-hmm. And the opportunity to heal the mind, understand the mind in, in a more intimate and personal way where we become the masters of our mind instead of our mind be the masters of us. Oh, that's the one. We so need that. And it sounds like this first one coming up in Aquarius really sets us up. Like if we begin to take advantage of that and really pay attention to the availability of those energies to find some detachment from our own mental processing and our, our own emotions and, and be able to have a little bit more distance so that we can do some of these other pieces from that, that more clear space. Yeah, but we got to do our work. <laughs> we do got to do our work. It's so true that we need to do our own work and it's nice to know what's coming up so we can be really intentional and, and work with the energies. Uh, but I also find when I, you know, like I just kind of get lost and I, um, I'm not paying attention to the energies. But if I'm doing my own work regardless, when I look back, I'm like, and I find out, okay, that was about this. I was right in there. Like, I think when you're doing your own inner work, even if you're, you know, you're not necessarily knowing what's happening in the astrology, it's working through you anyway, as long as you're showing up to yourself in the process. 100%. Um, yes. Yeah. 
say we don't get to not participate in the astrology. It's just whether you're aware of it or not. <laughs> yeah. And when you're aware of it, or at least you're flowing with what's, what's rising up within you, like you're part of that flow, even yeah. if you're not like glued to, oh my gosh, what is this transit meter? I'm not sure what this means, a square. Like, I don't think you, if you're an astrologer, obviously you need to know, but if you're doing your own work, you're flowing with that stuff even if you don't necessarily understand what all of that means as you listen to somebody like you who really understands how these things work together. Yeah. Your body knows. Yes, absolutely. All right. So is there any, are there any other big things that you have to tell us about 2021? There's a lot, but I think those are the major, (laughs) to me, those are the major ones. There are other aspects between Venus and Jupiter, because I always want to give you guys some good hope. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. Please give us some hope. So there's some, there, there are very favorable aspects between Venus and Jupiter. Venus is prosperity, harmony, how we love. Um, it, it, Venus is very relational in nature and it mm-hmm. wants to bring more beauty to our lives, you know, and mm-hmm. Jupiter, Jupiter as a planet is the guru planet. And I'm very careful the way that I describe Jupiter because it will, a lot of people in pop culture say Jupiter is always your friend, but the truth of Jupiter is it expands whatever it is that you're focusing upon. So when Jupiter squares Uranus, for example, we didn't talk about that, but that's also happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, If we're really caught up in the, the Uranus can also be kind of a dictator and, Mm -hmm. and shocking to our systems, if we're caught up in that shock side of it, instead of the awakening side of it, like the mm-hmm. awakening potential of Uranus, Jupiter is going to expand wherever you are on that, you know? Oh. So, okay. but, but Jupiter and Venus have a really beautiful cycle together. And we'll see in February, they come together in, uh, on February 11th. And it's super helpful. It's on the Aquarius new moon when they come together. And so, I really think that's a good time to work with your own prosperity and abundance and however you define prosperity, you know, it mm-hmm. can be, it can be health, it can be wealth, it can be love, it can be, you know, self-defined. And then um, in April, we have another really great aspect between like, it just, it's, it's the reason I bring it up is because basically every other month we have a really nice expansion of our prosperity potential. <laughs> If we choose to focus on it. If we choose to focus on it. That's right. We got to get well, it. Well, it's, it's good to know <laughs> that we have those pockets in there. And it sounds like the one in February is right before Valentine's Day. So if yes. you're focusing on love um, and romance rather than, you know, oh, I'm alone again this year or blah, 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 blah. That can really help to flower relationships and as, lo- as well as other kinds of prosperity. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can have your love pity party on the fifth of February and yeah, then you pull go. yourself out of it by the eleventh. I do like the way that you talk about Jupiter that it magnifies whatever you're paying attention to, which is another, especially if you're not following these things really closely, to really pay attention to what it is that you're focusing on because there are energies that magnify. And if you're paying attention, like you said, to the shock and to the the disruption, like you get more of what you pay attention to. It's like a Facebook algorithm, whatever you click on, whatever you spend your time looking at, it gives you more because Mm -hmm. it thinks that's what you want. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for um, some insights into what's coming up in 2021. 
And we will continue to revisit some of those and go into more depth as we move forward so that you can really take advantage of what's coming up and, and doing it from this really this deep uh, wisdom that Jana is bringing us. So Jana, is there any last little thing you want to say about the astrology before we sign off this conversation? You know, one of the things that I do is through my little, my little online portal. We all seem to have mm-hmm. them these days, <laughs> Yeah, which is called attuned to the moon is we do um, journeys. I call we call them journeys and we do them for the retrograde. So for people that are like, Oh, I want to make sure I get the most of that time with mercury mm-hmm. retrograde. Um, but I don't know anything about astrology. We have these journeys where we break it down. We break it down through the body, through actionable items, through meditation, through these astronidras. And the community that's come together on these is just such a beautiful, welcoming and open community. We have people of different genders and races and and cultures from around the world. And it's so rich to be able to see the different perspectives. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah, it's really, really nice. And so, you know, one of my missions in this life is to make astrology both accessible to everybody and also not just be something that lives in our head. (laughs) Yes, because it really is something that flows through us, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. All right. And so you talked about um, your portal. Is there any other, would you like to tell people how they can reach you? Yeah, well, I happen to um, know that, well, when this website goes, or this podcast go live, we're going to be in the middle of a soft launch, so shh, (laughs) a soft launch, (laughs) so I don't think that we'll have publicly said the website is open, but what we can do is, it will be open, and what we can do is, I'll give you a code that you can put in your, in your um, show notes so that people can mm-hmm. have 50% off a membership and okay. they can come check it out. Because what we do in there, these astro nidras, which is a whole nother conversation, but the short version of what it is, is these yoga nidras are these laying down meditations where you go beyond the analytical mind and you go and play inside your subconscious mind. And it's a practice of self-observation. And I nice. have them along with the astrological theme. So even if you don't know anything about the astrology, you can lay down, close your eyes, get some deep rest and reflect on these universal themes that we're all going through. And those are in there. And then these journeys and then new and new and full moon circles that we do this all virtually. So there's lots of Excellent. ways to connect in. So yeah, I'll make sure that I get you that. That's okay. Right. And I'll have that. You can find all of the links on conversationsfromtheedge.net and you just scroll down, you find our Jana section, and then all the links will be there for you. So conversationsfromtheedge.net will get you to everywhere, including things, other kinds of social media or other places that they, people can connect with you. So it's been wonderful talking with you. I'm really excited for our next conversation. I, I've I'm a big believer in astrology. And yet, you know, you asked me what a transit is. And I would say, uh, so I'm really happy that we're connected and we're able to bring not just the technical language, but the deeper meanings to people about uh, what's going on as we move through another really interesting year. <laughs> I think it has the potential to be amazing. So well, that's good. Be- yeah. Thanks, right, for, well, we will- thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And we'll talk with you again soon. This is your host, Christine Madeira. 
I hope you've enjoyed this conversation from the edge of consciousness. You can find all our conversations at conversationsfromtheedge.net. You'll also find links to schedule a private conversation with me or any of my friends, as well as tools to help you expand your own consciousness and explore what's possible for you outside the boundaries of your current perceptions. Feel free to use this podcast to start your own conversation by sharing it with friends, on social media, in your blog, or even in your own podcast. And as always, live the adventure of pushing your own edge. It's the most amazing adventure there is.